Welcome to Young and Finch, the podcast created by Korean Millennials. This week's topic, we're going to be discussing uh, personal finance. That includes investments, um, savings, loans. loans, budgeting, all that stuff. So uh, as the famous Andrew says, let's just get into it. <laughs> <laughs> Waste no time. That's what I hate. Sup, guys. Sup, guys. Sup. Sup, sup. Man, stressful. Real estate is stressful. Yeah. The stock market is stressful these days. Everything is stressful. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, all right. So, I mean, let's just jump right into it. When did you guys start investing and how did you guys get into it? Well... Not so much investing specifically, right? It's yeah. just about personal finance. True. But I've been always interested in saving ever since university. Well, yeah, that and I was also a very frugal person to begin with. I like to splurge here and there like everyone else. But generally speaking, I think I'm pretty frugal where I... Don't care a lot about the extra, you know, things that mm-hmm. other people might care for, such as traveling or like food or like drinking, right? I like all those things too, but I'm not going out of my way to spend money on it. True. Uh, I think, like, I I don't really care for traveling. The only time I traveled, uh, I only traveled like maybe a handful of times. And like food wise, I'm okay with, um, you know, spending a little less because as long as I get the the nutrients that I look for, I think it's good. Um, but again, some days I like to splurge. So yeah, that's just like a general, like general um, background. Background, yeah, background about myself. I'm true, I'll true. get into it more. But yeah, how about you guys? Well, for me, I I got into stock market like kind of close close to la- end of last year, and um, what kind of got me started was I, I read a my first like financial book, uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, and then that just kind of yeah. you know taught me about like cash flow and you know assets and liabilities and things like that and. Um, yeah, and then and I saw you guys and also my friends, you know, started, you know, getting into the stock market and and I, I think that was a big um, influence on how I got into it too. Yeah, I think the the like the the world climate also affected that as well. I think North like people in North America just had random money coming in with the uh, the what do you call it this Serb. The, the Serb and the um, stimulus checks, stimulus checks and stuff, and so people were just pumping that free money into the stock market. I think a lot of people got into it uh, in the past year. But cool, yeah, same. I'm, I'm, I think it's safe to say we're all fairly new to the, um, at least in terms of investments. I think we're all fairly new to it. Yeah. Actually, no, I invested two years ago. Started. So, so you're I'm, an expert. I'm not an expert, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a noob. <laughs> All right, so we got I've Warren do- Buffett here. Uh, this week's guest is Warren Buffett. Sorry, I've been doing it for two years, so I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm a noob. How many coaches do you own? <laughs> what the? 
No, but that's good though. I try to yeah. For me, I try to get into investing as soon as possible. I think once I paid off my student debt, I splurge on this jacket, and then after that, I saved up to to buy stocks, which I did yeah. twenty two years ago. True, but yeah, that's when my investing, I guess, technically started, and I got more. What was your informed. first? What was your first um stock you bought? Probably Vanguard VOO. Yeah. Okay. The uh, ETF. And then I, you know, gambled here and there on like individual stocks that I did, thought would do well. True. And I don't know. I think my return on total returns up until now it was pretty good. Yeah. So. I would say so too. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I'm not saying your investments are bad, but you probably got a good amount to return starting from March of last year. Yeah, same yeah, with, yeah no. same with same with anybody. Same yeah. with yeah, yeah. I think yeah, that's a yeah. If people had the opportunity to invest in the during the pandemic started when the pandemic started, then yeah, yeah. I mean, it's perfect time to buy when the pandemic started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The thing is, um, some smart people took out their money before it hit, like not before it hit, before it like spread. Yeah. Like like, like wildfire. Before it, like before it tanked. Yeah. Yeah. But. What I did, I I wasn't smart enough, so I kind of left it in there. But what I would do is get, try to invest all like pro- probably ninety percent of what I made because I was staying at home, right? Yeah. Into the stock market, and then I think I've made off money off of that. Why 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 are you saying it's a smart thing to sell or to yeah sell your position? Sell high, buy low. I never said sell. But didn't you say people pulled out when when the market tanked? Like just before. Yeah, just before. So oh, they were able okay. to oh, okay, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> realize their gains and then buy yeah, back yeah, in yeah. once yeah, yeah, once yeah. everything's at like yeah. you know, cents on the yeah, dollar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha, yeah. Gotcha. Hindsight is twenty twenty, bro. Yeah, Friday, I mean, if I'm I not, knew that shit I'm, was gonna happen, I would have bought Tesla as soon as COVID yeah. hit. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, Tesla. Bro, li- bought, you should have bought GME then at four dollars a share. <laughs> then you'll be a millionaire. By bro, now. you would have. You should have bought Bitcoin then back in twenty twelve. If we're continuing on that subject, I should have yeah. bought a house in two thousand eight. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Yeah, we're not laughing at the um, you know, the <laughs> housing market crash or anything. Um, yeah, that's true. So, like, what I guess, what was your guys is like, what got you guys into investing? Because I think there's like a certain point when you hit like an age or a point in your career and stuff where you're kind of like, you realize that leaving your money in your savings account and shit is you're like, you're losing money, right? So yeah. what got you guys kind of interested in and peaked into wanting to look into investing, not only in stocks, but in, in general? I think for me, it's like, I, I think it's pretty like easy to just get a lot of things like from internet nowadays, like Instagram and things like that. You see all these pages talking about like income and um, like, I think it's pretty general knowledge that you should try to aim to have multiple streams of income. Um, and uh, for, for me to do that, like you need to have some sort of other income other than your main source of income from work. So, you know, I started thinking like, oh, how can I start, you know, yeah. being able to start multiple sources of income and, and you start kind of looking into, you start doing your research, you start reading about books. And um, yeah, I guess that's just that's just how I began. It's like I, I just wanted to, you know, strive to have a better life. I, I think I, I think that's I mean, I think that's a, a, a lot of people do that. Is that they're, they're not greedy 
enough they're too lazy and they don't strive to um yeah yeah like they don't strive to have for more and i mean it's just some people so I, I, I say this all the time some people just i mean it's cool if that's not your objective in life but it's like for me like i want to live a pretty good life you know and to do that you need to have yeah multiple sources of income unfortunately that's just that's just part of life it's true but this where you talked about the four happiness like factors of happiness in life and um, yeah financial is 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 definitely up there for sure for sure oh good life point eh? i think for me i just got into investing naturally i think once i started working full-time and i paid off my debt it's like you come to a point where you have money coming in mm-hmm. and like you said you don't know if you just leave it in your bank account it's just kind of wasting money so obviously the next thing is to go into investing and naturally you know i've worked with people thankfully that knew a little bit about the stock market i got a coworker that actually recommended some stocks which one of them was boo yeah and yeah i think through i think if you work in like a financial institution or just people that are in the similar field as you i, I for me actually specifically i don't know about healthcare or like engineering but like somewhere in like software finance a lot of people have like same interests as you like even with my new job right now i've had i asked people about investment um opportunities investment strategies and whatnot and a lot of them are willing to help me right um so yeah i just kind of ask a lot of questions and trying to get more information but yeah yeah just i guess the point where i thought what can i do with this money that i'm not spending was the realization where i started looking into different avenues of investments and just personal finance in general yeah yeah no i agree I think what Brian said about creating multiple streams of revenue, but I mean, like, yeah, like having your money work for you is essentially the goal, right? Um, I think for me, like the biggest point was like, everyone knows about inflation and, you know, like, I think it didn't really hit me until like uni where like, I kind of realized what inflation actually meant. And so like at every year that passes, my dollar holds less and less weight and less and less value. So in order to keep up with the the changing of times, you really need to have that money growing. Um, so I don't, it, yeah, like that alongside with um, COVID that hit and then watching a lot of Graham Stephan on YouTube really kind of uh, piqued my interest to, to grow um, and to start investing. I, I think it's just good for, for like long-term as well, you know? Mm-hmm. I think being financially like literate um, is huge, and I think that's just a huge flaw that the education system nowadays hold. And you know, when you go to high school, you you learn about you know parabolas and Shakespeare, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> which I think is like it could be useful if you're going into that field, like if you're becoming nah, engineering straight facts, it's not. Yeah, but they don't really talk about. I guess you do have like basic accounting class but you don't talk about like the stock markets or like data management 
data management or all these all these different terms like assets and liability well i guess you learn about those but you guys know what i mean you know yeah you don't like you don't really learn about taxing yeah you don't learn about taxes you don't learn about like saving like yeah you know how like i think you could just umbrella umbrella that term saying like school teaches you a lot of theoretical and abstract Mm-hmm. Yeah. Type of beat. not a lot of practical things. Yeah, but not a lot of practical. Like the shit that I use for my job, I, I don't use. I maybe use like five percent of what I learned in school. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think a lot of like practical shit comes from on the like just living life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I think that like pertains to why a lot of people don't invest and aren't financially um literate or competent because they don't they haven't like they haven't been had the opportunity to learn that and they don't go out of their way like like brian said you know like they're comfortable they just throw everything in their savings account and they're like yeah like it's good i'm not worrying about that but i think that kind of like not not ignorance but i guess like naivety um yeah makes people lose out on a lot of good opportunities to grow their wealth yeah it's it's kind of sad to be honest because i mean what yeah i mean Actually, I don't know. It's not sad. What am I saying? Yeah. It's just, it's their loss. (laughs) That's the big difference between like wealthy people and like the middle class and the lower income class is the lack of financial literacy. You know, all the rich people know how to get away, you know, with taxes and, you know, they know more about the stock market and it just comes to show like the more effort you put in, like the more reward you're going to get. But some people just don't want to put in that time and, 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 you know, time to learn and develop these things. Capitalism. Yeah. Those are the people that probably wants the government to distribute the well income, income level. Like, Well, not everybody. I'm sure everyone. I'm like, sure. I, like, I look at some people and they work really hard <laughs> to provide playing. food on the table. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, we're definitely blessed to have like the time and opportunity to like learn about these things, you know. Some, some yeah. people, I can see why some. I don't, know. I, I don't know about. I don't know if the word blessed is good. I think it's good that we went out of our way and looked for these opportunities. Mm-hmm. Right, but you I know mean, how like we, some people are not in that situation. Like let's say like if they have problems in their family or in their household. And, oh, I yeah, know that that sucks. Well, they don't have that a sucks. job. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm just saying there's a lot of people in our situation that don't know finances as well. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. so. I want to I want to I want to call it a blessing. Per se, yeah. I would just say, good for you. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. True. Yeah, yeah. But like Brian said, I think the time that we live in, where we can just search up what is TFSA yeah. or like tax taxing on capital yeah. gains, Google, and then you can find out everything. Yeah. It's like we have all the information available to us. Watch three Graham Stephan videos, bro. You're fucking genius. Like you have no excuse. I think at yeah. this point, if you yeah. are a working young professional yeah. and you're not financially literate like you have no excuse yeah. it's like it's it's your own yeah. fault if you lose out is what i'm trying to say yeah more so than yeah. the whole for sure blessing part because like you guys said there's a lot of resources out there right i think i yeah. think like if if you got if there if you are the ones that are listening to this and are not like kind of engaged in the you know investing or things like that i think like i think we're all trying to get to the point where we're trying to say like like start now because the more like you guys have heard the phrase like the longer time you spend in the stock market is the better sooner you start like, the better yeah, it is. yeah yeah exactly so yeah 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 i mean 
I'm I'm sure everyone here likes to make money. I'm sure everyone wants to grow their net worth. So, yeah, just live a little bit more frugally, and hopefully, everyone can reap the benefits. Yes, sir. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> uh, in terms of it, on this on the topic, while we're staying on the topic of stocks and in the stock market, in terms of the investing style, what would you like? How would you describe your guys's investment style? Like, are you guys buying into high growth, you know, companies with a lot of um, growing potential? Are you investing in a lot of ETFs, you know, more stable stocks and, and bonds and stuff like that? I feel like we should explain. explain yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't think a lot of people know what ETFs are or like indexes are. Okay. So ETFs are basically a bunch of stocks put into one stock. So they take bits and mm-hmm. pieces so that it's diversified yeah. which means that there's lower risks and but there's also a lower like a smaller growth rate right that's how usually it works in like financial Depending instruments like what kind of, what kind of holdings they have yeah yeah so like the higher the risk the higher the re- rewards but you could obviously lose out on the money but so i guess to josh's question i'm pretty <laughs> risk adverse yeah i invest mostly on etfs um, specifically Vanguard because I know they're mm-hmm. well known, and just like looking at their history, you could kind of tell that they're always growing long term. Mm-hmm. And then I think I watched—I don't know if it was Dave, da- Dave Ramsey or uh, Steph Graham <laughs> Stephan, but they said that. Are you sure, if it wasn't Gordon Ramsey. Or Gordon, what the? Third <laughs> An idiot yeah, sandwich. Yeah, he told me how to cook a sandwich. Sorry. No, but they told they said to invest like ten percent of your in, like portfolio into risky stocks, right? Oh no, sorry, it was uh, Kevin O'Leary, I remember. It was Kevin O'Leary. Into speculative stocks? Kevin O'Leary. Yeah, like speculative stocks. Yeah. But I can't even do that. Yeah. I'm like I'm pretty risk I probably put like five percent maybe of my entire portfolio. Yeah. And I, I think like specific stocks I remember were Tesla, uh Neo, I think I remember investing a long time ago. And like Six Flags was one of my big ones during the pandemic, yeah, actually. Yeah. And yeah, I made pretty good returns on those. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but I, like I said, majority of my assets are uh, in ETFs. But I'm trying to like transition into real estate, you know, the feels. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but- yeah, I would say I'm along the same wavelength. I'm pretty risk averse. Um, a lot of my holdings are intended for like long term. So there's a lot of stable Canadian stocks. Um, and then a couple more, I guess, uh, like high growth potential like tech stocks, but pretty risk averse. Um, I think if you're starting off, I think you should probably just go off with ETFs. I think that's well, that's what I did. And just yeah. kind of, you know, dip your toes in the water by starting off with ETF and then just kind of figure mm-hmm. out how it works and um and then you just kind of check the, the market every day to see how the market is doing and then that way you just mm-hmm. you know have more knowledge about how things work and and that way you can start in- investing in individual stocks um i think which is definitely a bit more riskier but i'm in the same vibrations as you guys like i'm going for long term so i do ho- i own a bunch of like you know tech stocks and big companies um but i do like to have fun and, and have and do have some like speculative stocks too 
Yeah. True. True. Right. Yeah, I think I think investing in stocks is a really good first step to investing and just understanding mm-hmm. that there's different avenues to make money. Yeah, that's how I started out actually. Before I invest, I had like no idea of personal finance. All right, so to anyone listening, yeah, start agree. with stocks. With, <laughs> yeah, for sure, I, I agree. And like, I think with with like the the different types of brokerage systems you can use now, like Quest Trade and Well Simple, it's like it's super easy. Like if you are, if you don't want to be spending like a ton of money on con- like commission fees and stuff, uh, you know, you can get something like well simple, like the equivalent of the Robinhood, but for Canada. Um, and that's great for Canadian stocks. I think to start out just to play around with like maybe a couple hundred dollars just to test the waters. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, there's definitely, there's definitely like, a, it's a lot more approachable now than it's been, I think even five years ago. Cause I, I opened my first brokerage account five, like around five years ago. And I was like so confused in the interface. And I remember like the person at the bank, like told me, like explained like, okay, like don't, don't, don't do these kinds of options and like, don't select this when you're buying and stuff like that. But now you just load up a hundred bucks and you buy, you know, 10 shares of whatever and you sell it a couple of days later. It's like super convenient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you don't want to do that. But yeah, but you don't want to. If you're going for long yeah, term. No, for sure. But I think if you're starting out, like I think, I think there's, it's okay to, like you said, dip your toes in. Just get started. Yeah, yeah. Just buy one share of Apple and, and see what happens in a month. Yeah, it'll, yeah. It'll probably have gone up like ten dollars. Or down after or the down. quarterly, yeah, or the quarterly re- earnings report. Fucking yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, any last words on on stocks and stock market? The one thing I would say is if if you are thinking of looking into it and starting, um, do your research. Yeah, definitely do your research. Put in the time. Sounds sounds um, cliche, but do it. Definitely do it, and understand that no matter how stable a stock can be or a company can seem, you can always lose money, and you're always at a risk to lose money. That's that's the fact of investing. So, if you're able to accept that, then I think you can move on to actually starting. Yeah. Yeah. There's always a risk of losing money, but I think the risk of gaining money is far more substantial than keeping your money in a in a savings account in your bank. Yeah. Only- I agree. Cuz if you look at like what average is like 7 to 10% in the stock market, right? Depending on what you're divi- yeah. like what you're invested in, but inf- infl- inflation in Canada I think was 2, 3% last year or something like that, so yeah, and then you keep that in your savings account, let's say you get like 1%, which just barely keeps up with inflation, so it's really no point in keeping it yeah. in your bank. Yeah. All right. But that doesn't that doesn't mean take everything out. You should definitely keep some emergency funds in your bank. Yeah, for sure. Do it. Do it. Do it but smart. That's, that's, do it that's smart. That's my approach. <laughs> yeah. Should we just segue right into income and savings then? Since we're talking about savings, anyways. Let's talk. Let's do real estate yeah. at the end. Yeah, I'm done. Do you guys have, like, do you guys have an emergency fund? No, <laughs> I don't. Really? Like my my emergency fund is just. Actually, I guess I technically do. Like you're not sitting on like a bit of cash right now. in like a savings account. Yeah. Yeah. But I might use it because I'm trying to invest in real estate. So yeah. technically no. Yeah, I have some yeah, I have some sitting on my account too. It just 
just in case yeah. something happens, you know, you never know. I agree. I try to hold like three to five months of just your, your monthly yeah, expenses. Yeah, I heard just rule of thumb is to have around six months uh, expenses, you know, covering rent, food, everything um, as an emergency fund. Um, again, d- depending on your lifestyle, that could be 5K, that could be 10K, that could be 20K, right? But I th- but like technically, can't you just invest that and then take it out whenever you need it? Yeah, but I think the idea with the emergency fund is if you, because it, it can take time to withdraw money from uh, a brokerage account. Just right? use a credit card. Yes, you can use credit cards as well, you right? You could, you could. But what if you don't want to shave your position, you know? I That's mean, also if, it, if it's an emergency, I'm sure. Yeah, okay. like, but what if it's like, uh, <laughs> like, what if you need the cash, I think is, is the circumstance, yeah, right? Credit card. No, like cash, like, you know, in a situation that doesn't accept credit, I don't know. Are, I mean, Andrew, you could certainly do that, but it's just an emergency fund, right? No, I, I, I'm just, I'm not saying, I, I do that. I'm just saying, why can't we? Like, I, I don't get why we need cash. It's 20, 21st century. You could, but it's just, just for sakes of having like, cash again, I think everyone, th- this is a good example because everyone has a different way of approaching it. Um, yeah. I, I'm on the same wavelength where I do have an emergency fund. And before I added any money to investments, before I started paying off any debts that I had, I, I prioritized making sure I had that emergency fund in case something yeah. like COVID happens again where I lose my job and I don't have an income or, um, you know, some something, some market crashes and everything gets really crazy. Um, you know, I think it's nice for my own personal, even mental health, just to be sitting on a, a bit of cash so that I feel a little more uh, secure in case something happens. If it's a, f- a family emergency or something like that, it's nice to have that buffer, right? True. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, but yeah, so so you don't have, yeah, so so you're not you don't have any emergency fund then. No, so obviously rent wise, I would have yeah for each month, but like let's say I lose my job and I have to pay rent for the next three four months yeah then I'm gonna take out money then because each month I'm oh, I always have the rent amount prepared right. But I I think you could get away with using your credit card and waiting for the money for a couple of days. Yeah, and having the having to reap the benefits of just investing that. But I mean, you, you, each to each their own, right? That's how I do it. No, for sure, and yeah, and like that that is a smarter thing to do, right? Like, why wouldn't you want to put more of your money into an investment so that you're earning more of that back? So conceptually, I agree. Like that's that's the smarter thing to do. And if you're like willing to do that, I would say that. Like I wish I could do that, you know. But I can't. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> With respect to income and savings and stuff, you know, if we're looking at our net value, like you're not positive net value till you paid off your debts. Um, how'd you guys deal with student student loans? Any uh, debts that you guys might have had it after graduating? I had I had debt, I had student loan debt. My so I hate to be in debt just personally. It's mm-hmm. something that is always in the back of my head. So once I graduated and started working, I think the good thing like it was actually coincidentally when I went to New York 
and for the first five months uh it was like i was alone for a lot of the time because it was kind of hard to meet people Mm -hmm. outside of work for the first five months so i actually just saved a lot and paid off really aggressively yeah i think i paid off like 30 something thousand in less than five months damn yeah yeah that's that's oh sorry not thirty thousand eighteen thousand Oh, I was gonna say thirty thousand five months, yeah. bro. That's like 30, 000, that's crazy. Eighteen thousand. Sorry, it was eighteen thousand. Yeah, still good. Still a lot, though. That's no, it's still good. Yeah. Um. So you're so you're yeah, throwing I, like most of your most of your salary yeah, into it. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. That's why after I paid it off, I kind of bought myself like a really expensive jacket to treat yourself. No, hundred percent. You need that too, yeah. right? You got you yeah. got to treat yourself a little bit. So, yeah. Now I'm like debt free, but like I said, I'm trying to get into real estate, so I might be again in debt. <laughs> But we'll see. That's a that's a good that's a good type of debt though. Yeah, yeah. Brian, what about you? Well, for me, I was fortunate enough to. Um, well, I did have OSAP, which is student debt, but I was fortunate enough to have my parents cover that expense as I graduated. But um, yeah, once I got a job, I'm paying them back monthly as like, I guess my, you know, repayment of of debt to them. Um, yeah but that way at least i don't have to pay um extra on interest and things like that so you know and it's nice nice to pay them back and you know give them back what you earned and you know it's like a feeling of what's the word allowance and like passive income for them and uh, for them i guess it's like oh like you're finally working so uh, it's just a nice feeling to give them some portion of your of your income they're like knocking on your door they're like where's my money nah i usually just send it <laughs> no i'm just kidding yeah i'm just kidding bro <laughs> <laughs> why so serious no, no, bro I'm I'm yeah no i feel you though and that's that's definitely a huge blessing because while i feel like i feel like a lot of you know people probably have that you know, have their parents cover do the same thing right they'll cover the osap loan and then they just pay them back after right that, I think that's a huge blessing because I, I would like to say that a lot of families don't have that opportunity sure. and have to lean heavily on OSAP and then um, have to pay that back after, including interest. So that's, yeah. a, that's a nightmare in itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a blessing. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually still paying back my OSAP because um, after graduation, I, I took a bit of time off to try out different things uh, and so um I, I didn't start working a full-time job right away um and then once covid hit we had you know they they suspended osap paybacks and no interest so i was like why not why not save some money and, and not pay that back yet so i was kind of just chilling last year uh, but once the payments started rolling out again right now i'm just doing like the the minimum monthlies and uh like i said with the 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 you know having the financial buffer having an uh what is it emergency fund you know like i'm because i'm risk averse i don't want to be paying too aggressively leaving myself with nothing at the end even with the financial buffer um so what my approach with paying back uh student debt while i know that it's best practice to pay it off as soon as you can to minimize the amount of extra interest you're paying uh my approach right now is to to pay the minimum and then pay lump sums when i can and hopefully chop it down within how much is the uh interest rate right now i month? think it's for federal 
I think it's like 3.2%. And then for provincial, I think it's like 27 something like that. So it's like 7%-ish? 5%. Per- yeah. 5%. It's, like, it's like around 5 6%, something like that uh, altogether. Which, again, it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you're looking at a 50K loan, you know, yeah, it definitely adds up. Adds up so, yeah. Um, like, it, I, I, I would like to pay more aggressively, but again, I think it's everyone has their own approach to, to finances and dealing with debt and investments. And my approach is just being a little more safe, you know, holding on to a little more cash, maybe putting a little more of that money into investments because, yeah. Yeah. Like, if mm-hmm. I could, if I can, instead of paying an extra thousand a month or something uh, for OSAP, if I put that into investments, technically I should be offsetting um, any extra additional interest I'm paying for my loan, right? So, um, but yeah, definitely, I can't wait to be debt-free, bro. You're never debt-free, bro. That's why you gotta be. Damn, that's that's why you gotta be a rich, bro. <laughs> that's why we. That's why we're doing these videos. Unless right? you're rich. Nah, bro. I don't want to be rich. I want to be wealthy. You know. Yeah, for sure. That's that's same same thing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I think it's a little different. Wealthy is like, it's like what you're saying. It's when you're wealthy. I think when you're you're like not working and your money's working for you and you know what I mean. But being rich is like you're a millionaire. You're rich, but you're working. You know what I mean. Like I don't want to be working. I want my money to work for me. I want to have a yacht. I want, I want. I want to still work, even when I'm, even when I'm wealthy. Actually, that's true. I, I want us to keep working too. We're gonna to develop Alzheimer's, bro. If you stop working, damn. <laughs> why, why you gotta do me like that, bro? <laughs> that's, that's what that's what happens to people when they retire too early, bro. They get way too bored. Yeah, and they don't have anything else to do, you know. But the thing about being financially free is you get to do whatever you want. You know, if you want to just take a day off, then just take a day off, or. You know, you don't have to worry about, oh, how am I going to pay my bills next month? Yeah, how am I going to pay for my fucking kid's soccer practice and shit? Yeah, exactly. That, that's that's the dream, bro. It's not about money. It's it's about that freedom. I- identity of being able to do whatever you want, you know? That's what I'm striving for, you know? Freedom boy, man. Katakuron. I'm a freedom fighter. For any students that might be listening, what would you guys, what would you guys have any final thoughts, last words with regards to, you know, dealing with personal finance and stuff like that? Um, when you get your OSAP, don't spend it on stupid shit. Really, like, I was gonna say like that's facts. Actually, yeah, that's true. It, it, that's that, that's because, the smart way because that, that's that's not your money. That's the money you're gonna have to eventually pay back plus yeah. the interest. Uh, but I mean, it's harder said than done because yeah, when you're university, you want to have fun yeah, and yeah, things, yeah. right? But be smart about it, you know, because that's a, that's money that you're going to eventually have to work your ass off to pay back. Yeah. And um, you'd rather, you know, you're a little like if you're in your t- 10s and 20s, like a little bit of sacrifice you need to do because the little bit of sacrifice that you do now is going to pay. Like, Pays the price? Years down the road. <laughs> pay like, dividends. Years down the road. Gonna pay th- yeah, it's gonna pay. It's gonna pay dividends yeah, in your life pay, in the future. Pay the bro. price, also, right? <laughs> no, man. No, I would say I was gonna say it's kind of hard because I just spent whatever I want in university. Yeah, same. <laughs> so I can't really say that. But like, obviously, what you said is correct. You gotta be smart with your money. But I don't think students are gonna be like, "Oh yeah, this guy said like be smart with my money, so I should save it." Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you yeah. can do that, because yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Again, engineering tuition. It's fucking I, now i think it's probably upwards to like 9k a term right so 
that shit swallowed up most of my OSAP anyway. So um, if you can save it, definitely save it. That's a, that's a huge tip. I would give a tip of trying to find grants and like scholarships that you could work yeah. towards mm-hmm. more so than try to save. Because I don't think students have the mindset of saving, but I would just... But they should. They should. They should, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But they don't. I mean, I, I think that's subjective. <laughs> you know I mean? I'm sure there are students that, that do want to save here. I'm sure there are, but most I, I, won't, I would say most of them don't. True. Okay, well, Honestly, take it with a grain of salt because I'm just saying down the road, you're going to have to pay all that all that back, you know? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm not disagreeing. I agree with your point. I'm just saying, you know, it's, you know, time. Times are different. Sorry. Anyways. True. Yeah. Valid points. I would, one thing I would like to add is, you know, I didn't utilize my credit card very smartly. And so I don't even think smartly is a word, but I didn't use my credit card very efficiently during uni. You know, I was scared of debt, even Oh, you know, holding on to like a couple hundred dollars of, of like credit card debt, like temporarily for the month or whatever. I was scared of it. So, um, I barely use my credit card and that's why my credit score was fucking like, like six hundreds during uni. Uh, uh, and so like one thing I would say is use your credit card, man, like just use it, pay it off, um, build your credit up early. And again, it all comes back to financial literacy and competency, right? It's like, having a good credit score isn't going to do much for you in your early 20s but building that up in the yeah. meantime will be great once you need it when you're like mm-hmm. in your late 20s or your 30s you know but without doing that it's you're gonna have to start from scratch when you graduate and yeah. that's a fucking headache in itself so i would say start start utilizing that um be smart with that you know yeah that's a good that's yeah. a great tip yeah yeah i think there's also a credit card nowadays where you get cash back too yeah and it's um, like so if, yeah, I, I, if you spend like hundred dollars, you get like twenty cents back or something. Or something. I think people are worried about like you know like oh but I don't want to pay for credit. Like you can be smart about finances and like you can have no fee accounts. Like if you're paying for a yeah. checking or saving account, bro, like you're you're playing yourself. Like you 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 there are so many f- no fee options. There's some like, great like starter credit cards that are zero dollars yeah. a year, right? It's like you have no excuse to to be not like maximizing. Um, utilizing bank yeah. uh, banking Yo, services man, and stuff like, like that like to be honest um i think most of the people i mean i don't know for me personally i was scared to invest in any like financial instruments when i was younger because of the fact that i could lose money yeah i think that's like a big portion but i like as you kind of grow you understand that it's okay to lose money but like if especially if it's investing because that happens but there's so much more benefits when you start investing early right yeah so i think yeah just try everything early and don't be lazy i feel like a lot of students are just lazy to like look into these things yeah but i mean like i said i was like that too so facts yeah facts facts big facts so i guess just to keep the keep the ball rolling with investments like the goal for a lot of people is to you know like once you start playing around with the stock market building some savings stuff like that the next big investment appears to be real estate that seems to be a booming market with you know mortgage rates going down and stuff like that and the housing prices going down with covid um actually to that point the condo the house and condo prices are actually going up because the rates are so down so low that's true people are buying in right now it's a good time to buy in 
Yeah. This is not financial advice. I am a monkey. Um, but <laughs> what what do you what do you guys uh you know I know you guys are dabbling in uh in re- in real estate. What's going on with that? Yeah, so I'm actually trying to. I'm in the middle of process of buying a a place. Um, it's Ooh. like investment, and I guess I get to live by myself downtown purposes. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's more so investment because it's such a good time to buy right now. Mm-hmm. But this is my first time going into real estate. So it was very stressful, like trying to figure out what I need to know. Um, so to kind of, I guess, share what I've learned until now is really do your research, obviously. Yeah. Um, more specifically, like look into different types of mortgages, what different types of banks offer you and um what type of rates that they give you and so that you could use it and kind of leverage it to other banks and that itself is so much work like i didn't when my mom told me this and like to start off mortgage searching i didn't do it i'm doing it like last minute yeah. but i'm realizing now that it's like hindsight's 2020 kind of thing like same thing with yeah. like student loans and whatnot but you should definitely do your research in mortgages right Find a good realtor, find a good lawyer with all the paperwork. Because right now I'm trying to, long story short, I'm trying to buy the, um, take over this assignment, but there's been issues with the legal legality aspect. So um, it might not fall through, uh, but it's such a good opportunity that I'm still pushing for it, but we'll see how it yeah. goes. And oh, another thing that I want to give, a uh, tip that I want to give out is it's got to be super stressful to investing in real estate. So be prepared for that. Yeah. Be prepared to like research a lot and be stressed a lot and things not going your way. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> no, it's good. Keeping it real though, right? Yeah. Like that's the reality of, that's, of yeah. making large investments like this. Yeah. It'll, it'll be worth it down the road. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Holy shit. Like it's been so stressful this past two weeks because... I mean, it's going like back what you're and thinking forth. about too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, like I said, if it goes through, like, it's it will be one of the best investments I ever had until now. I'll just put it. These your first big boy investments. Yeah, I'll just put it that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's in downtown, so it's it's gonna appreciate. Yeah, you know, it's a good location. Yeah. Hopefully, great location. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, that, that's it's cool though, because like you're you're investing in a condo that's already completed uh ready to move in right yeah so or it's no, like it's it's, it's almost it's almost like it's pretty much all built we're just waiting yeah. to for the occupancy date right yeah yeah and brian you also have a, a pre-developed right yeah um i don't know i don't know what useful information i can say other than it's like similar to andrew's vibes but i guess um like for me like i want to the, I think one way of me being financially free is through real estate. Um, but you have to be dabbing your feet in all different kinds, kinds of sources. So like real estate, the stock market, you also have your main income source, which is like from your job. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like side hobbies that that, that I try to, you know, monetize. Push, monetize, yeah. yeah. Um but I guess since we're in the topic of real estate, like obviously, um, 
the condo that I bought is a one plus den. So I'm trying to hopefully flip the den into like another, like a, into another room. Mm-hmm. And then that way I could have 10 income in and that could help, um, you know, provide some kind of passive income every month. And yeah. that would help pay off my mortgage. And at the same time, what's good about real estate is that the the house, which is not always the case, but if it's a good location, then the house is going to appreciate. But there's no there's no way of, of guaranteeing that. Yeah, that's what me and Andrew is banking on, right? For having these real, real estate investments. Mm-hmm. For for um, the most part, it does though. For the most part. For the most. For the most part. part yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Um, but just like the stock market. Yeah. It can go yeah, down. It can go up. Yeah. Always risks. Always uh, risks. But at the end of the day, I mean, if worst case scenario is like, well, I'll, I'll probably live there for a long time. Exactly. So, yeah, get it. Um, that's the difference so. with, I think, investing in something like the stock market or like crypto or, you know, Forex. Like with, with you know, stuff like that, it's not very tangible. With a house, it's, it's a physical asset that's appreciating, right? And so, like you said, worst case scenario, you have a roof over your shoulder, over your head. You know, you, mm-hmm. you have a home and I think that that's that, that in itself is probably worth it. Right. Yeah. But I always thought like, oh, man, like if the house, like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about living and paying rent. It's like yeah, you are giving your money away, but actually, never mind. Chop that out. No, it's true, though. Like, you're, you're I, I think. Out, sorry. <laughs> 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 I think it's true, though. It's like if you think about paying rent you're literally covering someone else's mortgage, right? Yeah. So yeah. if you have the capacity to buy a, a pre-develop or a condo or something, right? And you're able to rent that out to somebody um, at a price that can cover your mortgage, then you're literally just building your asset you're, for free. You're right? earning like the your appreciation. mortgage paying itself. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's literally free money, which is why I think people started i think like i think a lot of people knew that already and uh, you know i obviously got on this late as well but i think people mm-hmm. are really starting to get that in the past you know 5 10 years people mm-hmm. in our age group so mm-hmm. i think that's why the housing market and investing in real estate has become such a thing now where everyone's just trying to buy property and then yeah. rent it out and and like brian said b- build that passive income right yeah i think honestly just our age group is at that point where yeah we were you know, having these type of conversations. Because, I mean, the ultimate goal is to make money, right? For sure. And I think real estate is the best way, passively at least, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, this is like one, you know, I told you I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And um, yes, Dad. One, of the things, one of the things that really struck out was, like, I don't, you guys know like about the rat race? The what? You, you guys you guys look around and then there's so many people working nine to five mm-hmm. that are living pay, pay, paycheck to paycheck that's me bro um yeah that are sl- slave to corporate life that's me bro <laughs> that's literally andrew <laughs> i mean that, 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 that's that's us now i mean it's 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 inevitable inevitable that everyone has to go through that but yeah do you do you really want to live that life forever no of course not i'm, I'm actually pretty good with my life <laughs> But forever, man, you don't want to be slaving away like this. What do you mean forever? Like, like until- do you want to work under a boss and working, living pay, paycheck to paycheck? And and a lot of people um, do that because they don't know how to manage their money and yeah. they don't know about positive cash flow and they, they always buy stupid shit, you know, buy luxuries that, that they really shouldn't afford. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, I see and- what you mean. Like people are spending their paycheck 
like st- stupidly. Yeah. Yeah, and then you're just stuck in yeah. that 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 rat race forever. You're just like a hamster spinning on a I wheel. See. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and that that's not what I want to do. Yeah, you know? well, I mean, nothing is guaranteed about what I'm gonna what's gonna happen in the future, but just being more aware of this and and you know how can I save money? Yeah. How can I make more money? How can my let my money work for me yeah it's just you 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 develop this mindset and um you know you try your best to figure out a way to get out of that trap and you know actually live life you know yeah i mean i agree with your points brian i think that living life is subjective and i think there's there are people that work nine to five that don't spend on stupid shit right like for example i don't think i spend money on my on stupid shit right i think yeah, i'm mm-hmm. pretty financially literate right and i work i do i enjoy my nine to five work and i invest right. on other aspects where i could generate money and i yeah. i don't think mm-hmm. working nine to five until you retire is a bad thing necessarily it's what you do with the money and what you you know how you grow it and how you make passive income with that Right, yeah, like true. nine to five. The nine, the nine to five job could be another source of passive income for you. But I think at the end of the day, even if you like working at nine to five, the I think the the biggest thing about um you know trying to reach financial freedom is the freedom. Right, you can work and you can enjoy working. That's great, but you know not having to not having that obligation and. You know what I mean? Like not depending on that is, I think, what what the point of what Brian is saying. I and see. I, okay. I agree. But I, but but like Andrew said, like uh, different strokes for different folks, right? Because for me, I might save and I might invest maybe ninety percent of what I make, right? And then ten percent, yeah, I spend it on food, I spend it on drinking, I spend it on enjoying life, right? Because that's my way of balancing life. Doesn't work for everybody, but it works for me, mm-hmm. and that's how I'm able to you know justify putting so much of it away is to like i need something for myself as well and so i think the important thing is finding what works for you right everyone has different avenues and uh the important thing is finding a way that works for you but making sure that you're being smart about it right thinking of your future in mind and stuff like that okay okay yeah i understand that makes sense yes sir gotcha cool 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 yeah personal finance is super complicated it's more complicated than people think i think that's why it's so, such a daunting subject yeah so many but you're still right yeah sorry man. no no that, that's it I, was gonna... oh. I think once you realize that like you actually want to strive to have a better life like yeah. you're actually greedy to yeah greedy is a know. good i think it's a good word like you want to make more money you want you should want to mark yeah, you should want to make more money and put in the time to do it. Why? Why? Why not? Why yeah. not? Why wouldn't you want to live a good, comfortable life? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, man, yeah. like our generation's so lazy. I feel like I don't know. As technology gets better and whatnot, like we get lazier and lazier. Yeah. I feel like nowadays there's a lot more, um, like financial advice. Like back in back like three, three, four years ago, I don't think I ever heard of Dave Ramsey or Stephen Graham. Right, but nowadays, yeah. all of these like new financial advisor in quotes are coming out, popping off YouTube. So yeah, it's definitely a good time to start learning. It's so easy. It's so easy to learn. Mm-hmm. Just hop on YouTube for like ten minutes a day. You learn so much in a month if you do that. Ten minutes a day. 
Just watch one video a day. Like, smash the like button yeah. <laughs> for the YouTube algorithm. You know the vibes. Like, like our podcast. You know, follow. Yeah. Smash the like button. For the algorithm. No, I think to um to like like what, Andrew, what you said earlier, like really struck a chord. Like, you know, we're at the age where like I don't know about you guys, but when I link up with homies and stuff now, it's like fifty percent of the time it's it's talking about stocks or investments and. Like you said, maybe that's just the age range that we're in right now, right? Like that's just where our interest is. That's where our, like what we're thinking about a lot about nowadays because we're trying to set ourselves up for the next five, 10 years, right? Mm -hmm. So, and I think Brian said, or maybe it was Josh, they sent like this post on Instagram from Instagram saying, if you're talking with your friends about, not these, th- or maybe it was uh, so a post I just saw. Right? Oh, I, I think that's me. I, I, I know what you. Yeah, mean. There's, there's, yeah. it's it yeah. said like if you're talking to your friends about like one night stands or like all these universal university topics, then yeah. you you have to like outgrow you need them. new friends, yeah, you need new friends. or something. Yeah, I, half joke, half true. <laughs> yeah, it's like I understand because I mean like we still talk about shit like that. No, yeah, no, but it's true. like naturally where we tend to talk about. Because yeah. that's what we that's what interests it's us. Like, right? It's like it's like re- it's like real life shit now, you know. We're not yeah. gossiping anymore about like who we dated ten years ago or five years ago and shit like that, or who who's the cutest in the room. I'm I'm the yeah. cutest in the room. Boing. I'm the sorry. Cutest in the room, Did you say? <laughs> Brian was like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, um, wrap it up? I feel like. Yes, okay. sir. Yeah. No, I was gonna put an ending ending sentence, but just saying yeah, like yeah. if you guys want more detailed and specific topics, then let us know. Then we could get get into it. I feel like we just kind of scratched the surface. Yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah, we haven't talked about TFSA RSP, but yeah, I guess I feel like I feel time. like if the audience wants us to talk about it in depth more, then I'd be happy to. So yeah, keep the comments, keep the DMs coming, guys. <laughs> That's that's when you know the podcast is done when Andrew's voice goes up ten octaves. Josh, go yeah. I just want to add in that, like, yeah, while we are, while we are, you know, maybe a bit experienced, I would say we're still fairly uh, entry level into the investment and you know uh, investment world and stuff like that. So we're just sharing from our perspectives um, and. Again, take everything what we're saying with a grain of salt. Um, understand there are risks to everything, and again, do your due diligence. Look into everything. Read yeah. into it. Get knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Do research for sure. That's important. Exactly. Exactly. Yes, Make sure to DM us with any finance-related questions or just questions in general. Uh, we're gonna yeah. obviously reply to every one of them. So, yeah. Yes, sir. Follow us on Instagram at. The Young and Finch, Y O U N G, you know the vibes. We're so close to 500 followers, bro. Yeah, I think we should just announce. I think at 500, we're gonna reveal our faces. So keep the followings coming. Yeah. Thanks again for the continued support. Um, don't forget to like the podcast, follow the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and rate us. Give us a rating on uh, iTunes Store if you like what you're listening to. It really helps support the team and. You know, we really, really love seeing the feedback. All right, guys. Start investing. Have a great week. See you guys next time. Peace. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast, uh, this week's episode. Um, this week, we've been talking about something a little more. Oh, shit. Oh, oh no. no. Don't get it.
Sorry. <gasps> Sorry. I won a contest, bro. I won a contest for free wine. <laughs> anyway, sorry.